I've just made a decision and moved in that direction. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Although we have issues right now in the military, don't we? We have issues in the military right now. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 9050989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And the podcast is available along with Lock and Load and along with Guns, Gun Owners News Hour on the free Odyssey app. One stop shopping. Now, I was listening and I was listening to Tara talk about outlaw stitching. So I have picked the official combat shirt of Team Hell No. So all of you out there, if you want to be on Team Hell No, you need to go buy the Betsy Ross t-shirt. Because when you put on a plate carrier, you need the flag to show on one sleeve, your WORD moniker, that's the unit you're in. That'll be on the other sleeve, and when we take it off and everything, we'll be showing the colors. But, you know, you'll be covering that up with a plate carrier. Or chest rig. Or maybe nothing, I don't know. <laughs> but that's the official shirt, I've decided that. Just because it's already there. <laughs> you know, foul-ups in the military are not unheard of. Although the farther up you go in, along the technological uh, chain, most of the time the foul-ups are human. The machines, most of the time, they don't they don't foul up. They you, you have you know, yeah, failures. This one, this one is completely, I mean, I can't wait to read about the after action review of this one. So apparently in the low country here, I guess yesterday or day before or whenever it was September 17th, September 17th is when this happened. A guy flying an F-35, which I know a few people that have flown the F-35, and it is a supposedly a wondrous aircraft. Um, they did what is referred to as punching out. See, ejecting makes it just sound like it's just some sort. Punching out is what it is. Because when you punch out, you are, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very stressful thing. So this guy punches out of the jet, which, you know, that should not be anything anybody wants to do. He punched out over a populated area. You know, he landed landed in some yard somewhere. And the jet just flew on. It just... <laughs> what was the reason for the punch out? Okay, that's foul up number one. Foul up number two. All jets, all, all aircraft have transponders on them. The transponder is their digital ID so they can identify which aircraft it is by tail number or call sign designation, whatever it is. This is how they track these vehicles. Now, without a transponder on, they are trackable by radar, unless, of course, it's a stealth vehicle, like the F-35. And uh, so, supposedly, this thing lifted off, it got off the ground, and it went flying with a defective transponder. That's what they're trying to say, that it was not working correctly. Uh, this is called not operationally ready, by the way, which means it should be deadlined. It gets deadlined. That means it just sits on the tarmac and it doesn't move. Now, thankfully, this was not carrying any live ordnance. That's good. I can only imagine where that might have crashed. And the live ordnance, were it to where it go down, I don't know uh, what the, uh, you know, it has to be armed and it has to be triggered. And 
There's certain things that have to happen, but uh, no air to ground, no air to air. At 1.46 p.m., the pilot landed in a resident's backyard. I wonder if he landed in a tree. And uh, they took possession of his parachute and the other military gear. But well, they did not find the seat, which I don't know how that happens either. How did he come detached from the seat? And they lost the stealth fighter. <laughs> now, okay. Here, here's the thing. You just don't do this. A functioning military does not do this. You don't lose 80, you know, 80 to $135 million jets. Right? It's one thing if we design them so that we the enemy can't spot them. Did anybody ever think in the chain of command during the design that we might want to find these things? And if the transponder was active, but it was turned off, who did that? Why did they do that? Was it incompetence? Was this enemy action? Did the Ruskies or the Chicoms get on this? Maybe the plane, you know, there for a minute, I think they found the plane now, but I mean, for a moment, there's probably a lot of people thinking uh, maybe that the Chinese weather balloon could find a plane for us. We get this from Joint Base Charleston on Twitter, which just, it's hilarious that the military uses Twitter to put out uh, little little blurbs. We're coordinating with MCAS Beaufort, South Carolina, 2nd MAW out of MCS Cherry Point, Navy Region Southeast, the FAA and Civil Air Patrol, as well as local country and state law enforcement across SC. Teams continue to search for the U.S. Marine Corps F-35B using ground and air assets. We appreciate the support we've received from our mission partners and every organization involved as integrated teams are searching and preparing for the recovery of the jet. You never eject over a populated area. Now, if he lost control, operational control of the aircraft, okay, that's a moment when you think about trying to salvage what it is and get it out of harm's way, and then you punch out. But I, you know, unless it's just not responding at all. But if it, okay, thank you. Somebody told me the seat automatically detaches before the parachute deploys. I was an army grunt. I didn't get to mess with the F-35s because they didn't exist when I was in the service. You would have thought that he would have, you know, hit the afterburners and punched it out over the ocean, right? Now, what if when he punched out, the plane went nose down into that neighborhood. So, right now, the Chicoms paid attention to that. The Russians paid attention to that, to all this. And while the Pentagon is obsessing about all the things they're obsessing about, the functional daily day-to-day -day part of the U of the US military is falling apart it's one thing to have a training accident which this since we don't know you know there's a there's a confluence of events here that just makes me think 
there's a little bit of incompetence at play, which is primarily punching out over a populated area and having the transponder off. Why, why would those things be that way? I'm sure, you know, I, I, I get a lot of messages from people saying, Bill, helicopters flew over my house. They fly over my house all the time. Because they're training. Because they're training here. You know, we have training bases around here and they train here. And they can't get to it. You know, you don't train at altitude so high that you can't be operational. Chinook helicopters are not, you know, high altitude aircraft. I don't see too many fighter jets around here, but then again, I don't look around too much. Lots of helicopters. Though. But that's what they do. They get up and they get up in the air and they train. Because theirs is a very specialized part. But, you know, my biggest worry is that the Chicoms can't wait to get a hold of us. Have a, have a shot at us. I, that's my biggest, my biggest fear. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Here we are. And, uh, yeah, the, besides the Chicoms, they, they did find the jet. They found the jet in the field. And they're asking everybody to stay away from the field while they recover the jet. We'll find out about that. But the Chicoms probably can't wait. They just can't wait. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And, of course, the podcast is available on the Free Odyssey app. Now, we have been forced to deal with the erosion of trust, the loss of trust in every institution we have. Right? But... For the very longest time, I sat back and I, I was always like, the military will always be the one organization, the one entity we can we can rely on. Well, of course, that's gone too. The American leftists have squandered that faith. Now, I myself am too old to learn Mandarin Chinese. But that doesn't matter because, uh, you know, the military higher-ups seem to have canted left and embraced all the ideological nonsense that goes with going left. So, you know, if we want to know about pronouns and climate change, which they're going to fight somehow in the military, rather than the actual military stuff, because the actual military stuff is actually something we're very good at. We're actually pretty good at it. And right now, General Mark Milley, who is a guy who not, should not be wearing a military uniform, he is a guy who should be in jail, in fact, for his little phone call to the Chinese during, right before the election. He's trying to sell the notion that the United States military is not, in fact, woke. 
And I don't know who we get this from. Probably the Guardian. The Guardian seems to want to be the one writing all this stuff. Millie's words would carry a great deal more weight were it not for the amount of evidence that Millie's, Millie's military is far more interested in pushing the left's insane social agenda than it is in actually winning wars. The lack of preparation for the withdrawal from Afghanistan was the biggest indication of the wrongheadedness. But there's plenty of others. Most of them revolve around pushing the left's fascination with depravity and perversion upon the military. In the summer of 2022, Joint Base Langley-Eustis, first diversity, equity, inclusion summer festival, featured a drag show. The festival, according to the Daily Wire, featured a series of performances and speeches, including a poem on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and a drag show by Joshua Kelly, who performs under the moniker Harpy Daniels. Harpy is the Navy Brass's favorite sailor. He's also the drag queen they decided to make the star of their recruitment videos. Well, they pulled that back, by the way. And whenever they have these events, this is not something where they say, okay, all of you, uh, all you grunts and Marines and wherever, whatever post this is on, they don't get out there and say, we're going to have a drag queen show for anybody who wants to go. Attendance is compulsory. Everybody has to go. I remember at Fort. Polk, not Fort Polk. Uh, let me think about this. Fort Fort Gordon. Has Fort Gordon been renamed? I hope not. At Fort Gordon, um, we had to go attend a uh, concert by Lou Rawls, which nothing against Lou Rawls, but when you're in your 20s, Lou Rawls is just not the music you want to hear. And they made out that Lou Rawls had been in the military and attained the rank of E4, which that was supposed to be something, and we were like, so? But we had to sit there and we had to listen to Lou Rawls for X amount of time. We had to be there till this time on the clock. So everybody sat there and we all, and then it, later on it became a, just us, we'd be in formation and somebody would say something and we'd all go, Lou Rawls. So this kind of stuff is compulsory when they have these kind of little events on, on military posts. This is reminiscent of what's going on in public education. Because they don't want us to believe our lying eyes. And, uh, well, when it's an all-volunteer force where we're asking a bunch of young people at a very early age when they are at the height of their physical power and they're going to only mature more and more, we're asking them to give their life, give their life, to the American military, and a lot of them are saying, no, woke doesn't sell. Air Force is going to miss their recruiting numbers for the first time in a quarter century. And listen, the Air Force is like being in, you know, being in the country club. And uh, we get this, don't look now, but things are so fabulously peachy in the woke, DEI-driven, white rage, hunting, craptastic, anti-American military, the current rainbow warrior leadership has given us that even the miserable failure of Bidenomics can't drive people to join. No, sir, contrary to progressive expectations, the promises of protected pronouns, I'm um, not saying that, and parades on the poop deck have not produced the rush to raise right hands this new all-inclusive military was meant to inspire. They used to say it was COVID. They used to say it was COVID, despite the fact that the commander-in-chief publicly declared the pandemic is over. Soon it will shift to climate change if the recruiting remains anemic. Because is there anything that can't be blamed on it? 
But right now the Chicoms are training to reload fast and shoot. Shoot, shoot, reload, shoot. Which means they're training to kill on the ground. And they're taking all of this in with great relish. And Z and the boys are probably yucking it up daily over our adult president and a military that is focused on pronouns. They have stolen enough of our technology to where they probably at least have, you know, uh, the superficial look of having a, a, at least par parity with our technology. They've been building their military to match the might of the United States, and now they can kick back and watch things here self-destruct. But if there is an invasion here, there will be no wrong thing happening which will hurt their feelings because the woke military will make sure that, you know, everything's going to be okay. Listen, you don't have to worry about this. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> when I, you know, I look back at the 80s now and I mean, we were on an edge, you know, during, during the Middle Eastern Wars. We, we developed ground combat technique to, that is unrivaled, although the rules of engagement really hampered everybody then. And, uh, and then we pulled back and just squandered all of that, too, with Afghanistan. We squandered all of Afghanistan. You know. We, we, you know. What a waste. What a waste. Speaking of waste, we're going to talk about Mitt Romney. I wanted to do that yesterday. Didn't get a chance to do it. We're going to do it today. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Tell something was up in 2012. Something was missing. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. For the, if this is your cup of tea and this is what you want to, the way you want to take it. And if you need to wait till later, podcast is available on the free Odyssey app. 20, the 2012 election, the 2012 general election was not enthusiasm for that. The, the Tea Party was fizzling already, and we had Mitt Romney as the nominee because it was his turn. But even then, Mitt Romney was an empty $5,000 suit, a human mad lib who tried to fill in the blanks with whatever he thought the crowd he was speaking to wanted to hear, like Eddie Haskell. He only believed in nothing except the imperative of his own success. And when we talk about his success, we it's, it's very limited, Mitt Romney's successes. He hasn't really done that much, you know? Um, he's going to be remembered for his failures. And whether you love Trump or hate him, you have to respect the way the bad orange man humiliated Mitt by encouraging his ambitions right up to the point where he snatched back whatever job he was dangling in front of Romney's nose, which was very brutal and very deserved. Now, Mitt believes that he deserves the awe of the peasants, but I don't know why. His, his dad was a rich guy deep inside Republican politics, and uh, he had a head start. And he pulled himself up by his Gucci straps, like unlike a nemesis, which is J.D. Vance. 
Vance served in the Marine Corps. Mitt couldn't be troubled to serve in anything but his own cause. Only, th only time he ever did anything with Vietnam, which I think would have been his, his uh, generation, was to ship American jobs there. Mitt couldn't be bothered to put on a uniform, nor could any of his 72 rich children. <laughs> I'm making fun there. You know, tug, bug, mug, skipper, dipper, nipper, chip, clip, whip, and Mike. But now, and, and one, one, one interesting thing about Mitt is that none of his sons are Republicans which is really interesting to me. What kind of upbringing did they all have? He sort of reminds me of Judge Smales from Caddyshack without being nearly as amusing. Mitt Romney, if you look at him, you would have to call him the prototypical establishment Republican, wouldn't you? The rich guy Republican who looks down on a normal American and he gets very angry if we get uppity and, you know, pick a guy like Donald Trump. The problem he has with Trump is that Trump won the election that he couldn't win. Trump won the election that he couldn't win because he was the last Republican to lose to a Democrat prior to Trump winning. We once had guys like George H.W. Bush. He was absolutely a spook. He never would have gotten rid. You know, he, he's, he's never going to be confused by, with a man of the people. He got, for eight years, he got to watch Ronald Reagan connect with the riffraff. And uh, he just could never ascertain how to make that happen. It was like he wanted to scream, what the hell do you little guys want from me? Now, he did give us some service. He literally got shot down in World War II right off of an island full of Japanese cannibals. The greatest danger Mitt Romney ever faced was getting a lumbar strain from cinching those mom jeans too tight while his sternum, about his sternum, scratching his paws while awkwardly shaking the rough hands of the farmers at the Iowa State Fair before he ran to his limo. You might hear from a few folks that Romney is a genuinely good man, but I haven't seen it. He worked for Bain Capital, which gutted our country and ruined American lives. He is completely an empty vessel with no fight in him at all. He created the predicate to Obamacare. And then, to go up against Obama, we put him. And only the Republican establishment would be stupid enough to nominate him. The marquee issue at that time was the opposition to Obamacare. He was governor of Massachusetts when it was still uh, useful to him, and then it became less useful, and then he had to go to Utah. And he's all in on the soft lib GOB vibe. But in 2012, he became severely conservative because that's what he thought you wanted. And if he had gotten elective, or elected, we still would have elected Donald Trump in his place. Because it still would have needed correction. Because the establishment is a failure. 
And he is the caretaker of that. He just wanted to manage the decline a little more efficiently. But he was always weak. Mitt didn't think he lost in 2012 because of his, his establishment friends, including the regime media, nuked him. He couldn't blame himself, though he was the one who rolled onto his back and showed his belly to Cindy or Candy Crowley. He blames those of us who turned out and voted for him. So, now he's the guy the regime media can go to who, who will trash actual Republicans. Uh, and, uh, you know, they the ones that actually fight for what he claims to believe in. And he's all in on the fads right now. He walked with the BLM scumbags, didn't he? He did. Uh, they were puzzled to see him there as well. I was puzzled to see him there. They were too. And Mitt Romney is as white as it gets. He's so white that he thinks Canadians count as diversity. So he was just posing. He wants to be down with the struggle, but he wants to do it from a distance. He wants to watch. He wants to, I'm with you. I'm from here. Albert Einstein once calculated the maximum possible speed is either the speed of light or the speed of someone calling the cops if a black guy was seen in Mitt's neighborhood. So long, joke. It'll be good to see you go. One of the left's favorite people has discovered that the left is always coming for themselves. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Do you remember that movie that came out in the 80s called Perfect? John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis. Somebody else was in that. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, Jan Wenner. Jan Wenner is the co-founder of Rolling Stone Magazine. And... Uh, he, he had a penchant for taste-making. He had a lot of clout, which allowed him to co-found the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. And he's always been a devoted man of the left, unabashedly left-wing. Now they've removed him from the board, issuing a statement Saturday that Jan Winter has been removed from the board of directors of the Rock and, Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation. Now... Did, why, why did they dump him? Why did they dump him? Has nothing to do with the 2017 accusations that Winter forced himself on a male staffer. Because when it comes to Winter and Rolling Stone, hashtag me too isn't hashtag dudes too. Instead, intersectionality has caught up with Winter and it came to haunt him in the form of his new book and an unfortunate interview he gave with the New York Times to promote it, which is only read by leftists after all. So, I mean, this is why they would find out about it. He, in his book, he talks about the masters and he interviews musicians like Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, Bono, which the Associated Press reported is all white and male. 
Now, it wasn't enough that Winter only limited his list to masters, to white men. Nope, he had, he had to make it worse by getting a little mouthy about why he only wrote about them. He was confronted about this by a guy named David Marchese. He said, in the introduction, you acknowledge that performers of color and women performers are just not in your zeitgeist, which to my mind is not plausible for Jan Winter. See, they're trying to tell Jan Winter what he's about because they're leftists. He's saying, you're so progressive, you couldn't possibly only want to interview the most derivative and predictable collection of interview subjects that you did. But Winter said it wasn't deliberate. It was kind of intuitive over the years. It just fell together that way. The people had to meet a couple of criteria, but it was just kind of my personal interest and love of them. Then he said, insofar as the women, just none of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level. <laughs> <laughs> he said this and uh marchese tried to get him to walk it back but he didn't do himself any favors he said it's not that they're not creative geniuses it's not that they're inarticulate although go have a deep conversation with grace slick or janice joplin be my guest you know Joni mitchell was not a philosopher of rock and roll she didn't meet the test not by her work not by other interviews she did the people i interviewed were the kind of philosophers of rock now, right now, the left is going, why didn't you lead with that? Then on black arts, you know, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? He said, I suppose when you word, use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. But they just didn't articulate at that level. So he's digging himself into this deep hole. When he, he could have said, according to Marchese, I interviewed the artists I gravitated to the most and who interests me the most, which is exactly what anybody should do when they're creating something. They should do what interests them. He tried to get him to talk his way out of this. He said, do you think it's actually more to do with your own interests as a fan and a listener than anything particular to the artists? I, I think the problem is when you start saying things like they or these artists can't, Really, it's a reflection of what you're interested in more than any ability or inability on the part of these artists, isn't it? And Winter got up there and he said, uh, you know, just for the public relations sake, maybe I should have gone and found one, one black person and one woman artist to include here, and that didn't measure up to the same historical standard just to avert this kind of criticism. That was his only observation. And that's what it's about for the left. All Winter could have done to appease the left was to throw the smallest of bones at those minorities the left panders to. Just check the boxes. But he didn't. And now he's off of a board of an organization he helped found. And it's interesting because if you ever saw, if you ever, you should go watch the movie Perfect. It's not exactly like the deer hunter. Okay. It's not that kind of cinema. But it is, it's sort of fun, but at the same time, it's a setup because John Travolta is going to this, he's going to this uh, sports bar. He joins a sports club to write a hit piece, but then he gets to know everybody and doesn't want to write a hit piece. But then when they get it, when, when Jan Winter and the other villains at Rolling Stone get it, they rewrite it. And then, of course, they, they make Jamie Lee Curtis out to be something that, you know, she was earlier on. They bring something up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very predictable, 
And the end is so anticlimactic. He stands up and he won't give out his sources on a, on his real story. They put him in jail. Then it's over with. He gets out of jail. Jamie Lee Curtis picks him up. They drive off. After all the arguments they've had. And if Jamie Lee Curtis did all, all of that, uh, all of that, uh, aerobic choreography in there, she was in shape back in those days. And yeah, there, there's plenty of black artists that are out there that deserve this kind of stuff. Like Prince. Prince is one of them without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot of them. Bono. I don't look at Bono and say, Oh my God, what a rock philosopher. What a, what a great guy he is. He's just a lefty who wears colored glasses. Pete Townsend, he, he used to scream so loud he has to wear earplugs now. That's a philosopher. This is not the first time a leftist has caused himself to be consumed by the left, and it won't be the last time because it is the absolute circular, circular firing squad. Ken Paxton has beaten and been acquitted on charges of, you know, whatever they were trying to get him with. Let's examine that because that, that's bad for them. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.